It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. This is the Locked On Bengals podcast. On a, it, it feels this is the best damn day in a, in, of the year right now. I'm damn excited. I hope you are too. Man, I, I have to eat some crow in a minute. I'm James Erpine on Twitter at James Erpine at Locked On Bengals. We do this every single day. Covering the Bengals on Google Play, iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Stitcher. Literally, wherever you get your Bengals podcast, you can get this. Check out LockedOnBengals.com where I react to the, the trade that the Bengals made. And that rhyme. That, that's right. The Bengals made a trade yesterday. Man, I, I wonder if it was my ribbing of them, my beatdown of them. My It doesn't matter if it's hard. You got to make some moves that I said on yesterday's podcast. And I get it. A lot of you came at me, said, oh, that this aged quick. I tweeted. I tweeted basically the Bengals can't be inactive in free agency and they need to think outside the box or something of that nature. Here, this is what I said yesterday. I'm pulling up my Twitter now. And it, it's I, I said, there are no more excuses for inactivity and free agency. Plus, I'm jealous of the Browns for the first time in life. In my life, I explain why on today's Locked On Bengals podcast. <laughs> oh my goodness! Sometimes miracles do happen in the Bengals. If you don't know, they traded for Cordy Glenn of the Buffalo Bills, and I'll get into the. Well, actually, let's do the compensation now. They move back here. Here's how it is in this entire thing. A lot on lot a lot on LockedOnBengals.com right now. Details on the Cordy Glenn trade, but. Basically, the they're acquiring a left tackle in his prime, right? And what they did is they traded the number 12 pick in the first round of April's draft and the number 190 pick. So the 190th overall pick and the 12th pick. The 190 is in round six. And they, they got Cordy Glenn, left tackle from the Bills, number 21 overall pick. So in the first round, they traded back nine spots. And then they move up from 190 to 158, which is a fifth-round pick. So they move up 32 spots in April's draft. I like it. I like it a lot. I don't know how you don't like it. And before I dive in and analyze it and stuff, I just want to throw it back to yesterday where I'll eat some crow because I was – like I went on a rant yesterday about how the Bengals, this is what they need to do and how they need to do it. And it wasn't even planned. It wasn't like I had notes in front of me or anything like that. I just got myself going, and I was like, man, with free agency about to start, the damn Browns are making moves, and I'm sitting here talking about draft picks that the Bengals aren't going to trade. Well, they did. Let's uh, throw it back to yesterday's podcast. And I know it. The Bengals are going to say, well, there's not many out there, and that is true. But that also means that a guy like Cameron Fleming from New England, that's a guy I would go get. I think he might be able to play left tackle along with right tackle. I think he'd be in the, the market for a 6 to $8 million per year deal. That's a guy you go get. He's 25 years old. That's the guy. You want trade options? Fine. Cordy Glenn. Jawan James. You have to be active if you're going to be great. No one said it was easy to get it right in free agency. No one. I'm not saying it's easy. Honestly, I'm making it sound easier than it is when I'm throwing out these names. But certainly, fit matters. Money matters. Contracts matter. 
Get it right. <laughs> that was just a snippet of me yesterday. Get it right. And um, man, oh man, do I, I love this move. I love this move. I analyzed it at LockedOnBengals.com in the written word. If you want to check that out, um, please do. Look, Cordy Glenn to me is the guy. And here, here's why. He's a left tackle. Jawan James, right tackle. Cameron Fleming might be able to play left tackle, but definitely a right tackle. Gordy Glenn is a left tackle. Put him there. He's going to block for you. He's going to do what he needs to um, to do his job well. I looked at pro football focus grades, and he was a rookie in 2012, graded at 75.1. After that, from 2013 to 2016, 84.1, 82.3, 85.3, 82.8. That's up there with, like, Whitworth, right? That's up there with some of the best left tackles in the NFL. Last year, fell off a bit, 68.1. Why? He had some injuries. No denying it. But the bottom line is the reason Cordy Glenn was available at all is because he had some injuries. Left tackles are hard to find. Nate Solder is going to get paid, whether it's from Cleveland or uh, Houston or New England, He's going to make like $13 million a year if he wants to. They get reasonable deal for Cordy Glenn over the next three years, guy who's turning 29 in September. It's perfect. Like, this is perfect. It's so non-Bengals. Like, it's, it's almost too good to be true, honestly. And you're going to say I'm being negative, but it's, it's great. And it's great for so many reasons. Here's Joe Goodberry. He talked yesterday on ESPN 1530. He's going to join me later in the week as well. And, uh, yeah, I can't wait to talk to Joe about this and everything else that has happened since we last talked. But here's Joe on Cordy Glenn and how good of a player he is. Cordy Glenn is very good uh, when he's healthy. Last year he only played 275 snaps. The Bills drafted Deion Dawkins, I believe, in the second round, and it became apparent that there wasn't much of a drop-off between an unhealthy Cordy Glenn and, and the rookie Dawkins. I think that's what facilitated the, the trade for them to be able to move on from him. But when healthy, uh, the past three years before 2017, Glenn was a top 10 left tackle. I think you'd find most people say that's, that's a comfortable uh, evaluation. Uh, he's athletic. He's got long arms, good, strong hands. He's a guy you plug in over there when healthy, and you don't worry about the left side. In, in fact, in, uh, in 2016, I'm sorry, uh, Pro Football Focus and Bleacher Reports NFL 1000 grading metrics, they had him ranked over Andrew Whitworth for first performance in 2016. And so we saw that firsthand, and to think that Glenn could potentially be better, we know he's younger. Uh, if he's healthy, it's, it's a fantastic addition. And sure, I, I've gotten some fans that are, and that, that's Joe Goodberry of The Athletic, I've gotten some fans that are questioning his health. Okay, that's fine. Who's better? Again, the Bengals just landed an elite talent in a draft that didn't have elite left tackles. I get it. Mike McGlinchey, you love him. Not elite. I've talked to so many scouts, so many different people. Does he end up being that sure? Maybe. Maybe he does. But no one wanted to take McGlinchey at the at the 12th pick. The Bengals didn't want to do that. And he wasn't worth it. And they were going to have to reach. And instead, they don't have to reach. And the Bengals, that, that was it, is they didn't feel like there was going to be alignment. Quentin Nelson wasn't going to be there, and they didn't feel like there was alignment worth the 12th pick. So what did they do? They moved back nine picks. They could still take a center at 21. They could still take a tackle at 21 for the right tackle spot. But now they've shored up the left tackle's position. The left tackle spot shored up. And the, the thing that's most surprising to me about this is maybe a change in philosophy. 
and the, the change in philosophy is what is so critical. I was railing on the Bengals yesterday. But really, I look at their offseason moves from Bobby Hart, which you could say, oh, well, that's a stupid signing. No, not necessarily. Look, they need offensive linemen. They're get, they landed a guy that they could bring in and compete. That's what he's going to do. He's going to come in and compete to what they did when they signed Chris Baker. Not much money guaranteed on his contract. One year's $3 million, a lot to prove. I like it. To moving on from Adam Jones and saying, Adam, we might bring you back at a reduced rate and a reduced rule. We're not paying you $6 million. To this, the trade for Cordy Glenn. I would have, like, let's say I was running the Bengals. And God help us all if I was. All moves I would consider or I've made. Can't knock any, any one of them. Uh, any of them. So to me, that's that's the biggest thing is now the Bengals, they looked at the draft and they said, well, there isn't a tackle, especially a left tackle, which we know they value more at 12 that we feel like we should take. This one is available via trade. Let's make a call and see what we can do. And they did that. They only moved back nine picks. In this draft, it seems deep enough, and Solomon Tetman does his prospect spotlights. I bet you whether it's a Rashawn Evans, the linebacker from Alabama, whether it's a corner, could be a quarterback. Like, there's going to be really good players available at 21. And it gives them that flexibility to do so. And I'll elaborate more on that. But this is, today's a celebration. It's a celebration because the circus, the circus is gone. At least for today. Because it was, oh, we're going to pay Adam Jones $16 million and we're going to do this and that. No. Circus over six million by the by the way, not sixteen. Circus music, no more circus music. It's all business, and the Bengals are thinking like other NFL teams, at least so far this offseason, doing moves that other NFL teams would make. That's what we need, and as a fan, that has to be the word I think is refreshing, because they kept Marvin and it worried us all to death, and I get why, including me, and we thought it would be business as usual, and really this entire offseason, Bobby Hart can't knock that. Adding Chris Baker, who was, you heard Joe Goodberry on Sunday's podcast, pretty decent addition, depending on what, what which Baker you're getting. But there's a, a chance, especially with no guaranteed money. I think there's like 300000 guaranteed in Chris Baker's deal. Out of $3 million, I'll take it. And then this Cordy Glenn move. It's huge. It's huge. We'll dive into more of the Cordy Glenn move as far as the, the contract goes and more. I'm James Rapine. This is the Locked on Bengals podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes, the iHeartRadio app, Google Play, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast, and check out LockedOnBengals.com. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked on NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. I'm James Rapine. Great to have you in. Let's uh, let's look at this. I want to take a trip down memory lane because let's be honest. If the Bengals didn't change this offseason, I would play this clip. And the fact that they made a move like this, I'm going to play this clip. I asked Marvin Lewis what would change back on January the 3rd when he was 
reintroduced as Bengals head coach. Here's what Marvin had to say. Yeah, we have to change. Uh, I've, I've gone through it. We need to be better at what we do. And, uh, you know, we're going to have changes in our staff. Uh, we're going to have to gain some better players. We're going to have to look to augment what we do uh, with we have right now on the football team, and, and maybe we're going we're to have to do a little better and do a better job of maybe adding some guys from other clubs. And uh, so because we have to, and then we have to look at that as we go into the draft and, and make sure, you know, if this the draft isn't strong in this area, then make sure we take care of it prior to the draft. That's what they did. There are no franchise left tackles that they felt like were worth the 12th pick, period. So they traded back. And that is the beauty of this, man. I I just love it. I love it because it's it's what most teams we're seeing are doing across the league. And it, it lets me know that when I say, well, the Bengals should make this move or the Bengals should consider doing this or they should do that, that maybe they're listening at least a little bit. Not to us necessarily, but they're listening to the league, the, the beat of the league, the the rumors, the trade. Because, again, if I hear it, the Bengals should hear it. But whether or not they answer the phone or they're making calls, that's a whole other thing. And the perception has been, and rightfully so, that they don't make calls. I, I, I mentioned on, on Locked on Bengals, I mentioned on the podcast yesterday as well, trading for Corey Coleman is something that would be on my radar. And I outlined exactly why at LockedOnBengals.com. And it sounded far-fetched, but now, not as far-fetched. Look, they almost agreed to, to trade A.J. McCarron months ago, and they just traded for Cordy Glenn. Would, would it be crazy to say, oh, the Bengals, yeah, they went after a, a receiver that they had a first-round grade on two years ago who's flashed but hasn't really worked out well in Cleveland because it's Cleveland? Because I don't think so. I, I think that that's something that, that's a realistic possibility. And that's the thing is now I want to know what's next. By the way, uh, as far as the tight end position goes, Trey Burton of the Eagles, four years, $32 million agreed to terms today with the Bears. The Bengals looking to make some moves potentially with their own guys, whether it's Russell Bodine or Tyler Eifert, maybe Kevin Huber, other players of that nature retaining their own guys. Chris Smith is a guy that's going to be on their radar as well. Here's what I think is they should do or consider doing. Um and there's a name for you at tight end I want to give you, just just in case. Brent Selleck was released about five minutes ago. Went to LaSalle High School, which is a local um, all-male Catholic high school here in Cincinnati. And he's got ties to the area. To me, that's a guy that maybe they consider looking at. He's not what he once was, but I think he could still catch. I think he could still catch passes. He won't hurt their compensatory pick formula. I could see them going after him if they miss out on a guy like Tyler Eifert, because I think Tyler Eifert's gone. He might be gone by the time you hear this podcast, but I, I just I don't think he's going to stick around. Maybe I'm wrong. I've heard mixed reactions both ways, but I think Eifert's gone. But overall, the fact that the Bengals were willing to make this move, it gives them flexibility in the draft, which we'll get to later this week. It gives them flexibility moving forward, and they shore up a need with a guy who has a reasonable contract. The contract here. Is very like Andrew Whitworth got three years, thirty-six million dollars if he plays out the entire contract. Now all the guaranteed money wasn't there and all that stuff, but it's three years, thirty-six at thirty-five years old. The Bengals get Cordy Glenn. He'll make eleven point three in twenty eighteen. Then they have an option. Let's say he's just really bad 
or he's not the player he once was. They have an option to move on with no cap hit. But they could opt in for $9.3 million in 19 and 9.5 in 2020. So they got him for the next three years. And then they could maybe extend him if he plays really well. I just look at it as simple. Cordy Glenn can be the left tackle for the rest of Andy Dalton's prime. And all they did to get him was move back nine picks. I'll take it. I think it's a great move. I think three years, $30 million for a guy like Cordy Glenn, I, I, why wouldn't you? He's better than Nate Solder. He's going to get twelve to $13 million per year, maybe even more than that in the free agent market. By the way, I think I saw Andrew Norwell of the Panthers, that guard, he got five years, $66 million from the Jaguars. It's a lot of money. And I get it. I understand it. But I'd much rather move back nine picks, get the best player available, which, honestly, it could be so many different. That's what makes this interesting now. I could see them drafting a linebacker. I could see them drafting a safety. I could see them drafting a center. I could see them drafting a guard. I could see them drafting, heck, a right tackle, depending on who falls. I could see them drafting a cornerback. Think about it. Cornerback. You, you say say what you want about the cornerback position, but Pac-Man's gone. Darquez Denard's dealt with injuries and is in the final year of his deal. I could totally see them taking a first-round cornerback if, the one, if there's one there at 24, uh, 21. rather. So we'll see. A lot to dive into. Um, overall, I wrote about it, LockedOnBengals.com. I want to hear from you. How do you feel about the Bengals? I'm serious about this. You can direct message me on Twitter if you want to get lengthy. Uh, you could tweet me at James Erpine at Locked on Bengals. You can also email me, James Erpine at ESPN1530.com. What I want to do is start doing two things a week, a mailbag and a just kind of this is what Scott in Illinois thinks about the Bengals move. This is what so-and-so thinks about the Bengals move. And do like an email thing where I feature your emails at LockedOnBengals.com. And so – I'm opening that up. If I get some good emails, I will do that and see what you think of it. So please, please, please don't hesitate. If you've never emailed me before, I'm not scary, I promise. James Rapine at ESPN1530.com. I know a lot of people, you, a lot of you, not a lot. I'm not going to give myself that much credit. But some of you wanted an emergency podcast schedule. Didn't, didn't make that work. Didn't let that happen. I did write about it last night, and that's up at LockedOnBengals.com. But this is refreshing. The Bengals could go any way they want in the draft. I don't know if I mentioned quarterback, but quarterback certainly in play at 21, I would imagine, now that they traded back. At least a little bit. At least a little bit. Uh, tomorrow's show, well, there's a lot to get to. From draft to prospects to what they could do with that 21st pick to some other moves they could make. Heck, who knows? We might even have some Bengals news. Look at how my attitude changed from yesterday to today. It's a crazy world we live in. Thank you so much for listening. Until tomorrow, I'm James Erpine with your daily Bengals fix. This is the Locked On Bengals Podcast. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team, every day. 
Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.